It's a hard truth to accept. Life is dumb. It's the dumbest thing in the world to spend a lifetime searching for the meaning of that lifetime and only fully under... and only fully... The inspiration to write this episode kind of took me by surprise. I think there are many times I have to sink deep into some semblance of existential nihilism and then pull myself out of it. This particular evening, I was mulling over the fact that I've discovered the meaning of life and, well, the meaning of life is dumb because you can only discover it for yourself. A thousand people could tell you what the meaning of life is and you may end up with a thousand different answers. Or you may have a thousand people all tell you the exact same thing. And even if they could tell you what life really means, it wouldn't mean jack if you weren't ready to hear and understand it. It's a hard truth to accept. Life is dumb. It's the dumbest thing in the world to spend a lifetime searching for the meaning of that lifetime and to only fully understand it in the final moments of that lifetime. No, I'm not giving in to villainy or saying that we may as well all drop dead now. We still have to try. We're here. We may as well enjoy the process. I'm just saying that it's weird and stupid, and I'm pretty certain that Roy Batty understood all of this in the last 10 minutes of his existence. Hello, spiritual seekers, and welcome to a brand new and a rather unexpected episode of Think Spiritual. As always, I'm your host, Mark, and today I'm going to talk about the rather deep and dark 1982 film, Blade Runner. Now, Blade Runner is a film that I've seen bits and pieces of throughout my life. Enough bits and pieces that I'd seen the entire film, but not all in one sitting. So a few weeks ago, Christine and I actually picked it as our Sunday morning breakfast movie. And trust me, that's a far better tradition than going to church. Truthfully, I only want to talk about 10 minutes of Blade Runner because, in my mind, the rest of the movie doesn't matter. My apologies if you think differently, but Roy Batty's transformation and death are the only important scenes in this film. Now, mind you, as I record this episode, I still haven't seen the sequel, so who knows how I'll feel about this movie further in time. Archetype-wise, Roy could simply represent Deckard's own inner beast and personal demons, but I'm choosing to focus on Roy as an individual at this moment because I do feel it's the deeper and more beautiful story present within Blade Runner. To me, it would have been far more interesting to see the movie from Roy's point of view and explore his story because Roy's story can tell us a lot about ourselves and even where we are as a society on an emotional level. In the movie, Roy is what is known as a replicant, an artificial life form, an android, Replicants have limited emotional awareness, virtually no rights, and have very shortened lifespans of only four years for the specific reason of preventing replicants from achieving full emotional capabilities and thus becoming indistinguishable from humans. So in movie time, we have to go back to before we're introduced to Rick Deckard and take a look at what caused Roy Batty and five other replicants to kill 23 people and steal a shuttle to fly back to Earth. What really happened is that Roy and his fellow replicants got woke. Their emotional awareness kicked up a notch because they were getting close to their warranties wearing out, and they realized that they were being used as slaves, and they got angry. Really angry. Well, wouldn't you be pissed off if you suddenly had your spiritual awakening, discovered you'd been a zombie and a slave your whole life, found out all of your memories were implanted, and then realized that you only had a few more weeks to live? 
And if that scenario doesn't make you think really hard, I don't think you've woken up yet. Sorry, uh, generalizing, but a sudden spiritual awakening really is that shocking. You don't know who or even what you are anymore. And the most common response is incredible Hulk-level anger that targets everyone and everything that stands in your way. It also puts you into a constant fight-or-flight-slash-protection mode because you're ultimately terrified of being put back to sleep, or being made a slave again, to be more direct about it. The truth is, being woke puts you in this kind of savage animal phase where you will bite any hand that comes close to you. You're essentially constantly asking yourself, I've been lied to my whole life, so why would I trust anyone else who isn't also woke? And this is what's happening to Roy Batty and his fellow replicants. And why should they trust anyone other than replicants? The authorities and Blade Runners are all gunning for them to force them into retirement. And this is why I love the final 10 minutes of Roy Batty's life. This final 10 minutes begins when Roy is mourning Pris's death, and I believe he understands that he loved her. This is Roy's moment of opening himself up to emotions other than anger. He's beginning to transition beyond being woke and into true selfhood. His hero's journey has well and truly begun. Minute 10 of the last 10 minutes of Roy Batty's life. Roy's internal battle with his inner beast begins with his recognition of love and his desire to hunt down and kill Pris's murderer. Roy does some pretty strange things during this last 10 minutes, and an extreme spiritual awakening will often cause a person to do strange things. Roy's walking the line of madness at this point as he goes through his internal battle. Is he going to still feed the beast within, thus howling, or is the man going to be set free? Minute 9 depicts this descent into madness quite well as Roy begins to hunt Deckard, but Minute 8 shows us how close Roy is to death. Not yet. Not. Biting one's own hand and then driving a nail through it certainly seems like something one who has gone mad would do, but Roy is performing these crazed acts for a different reason. He's actually trying to hang on to his humanity at this moment. We're made to think that he doesn't want to die until he's killed Deckard and has had his revenge, but I don't believe this is the case. He's saying not yet because he doesn't want to die before fully experiencing the depths of his emotions. Pain, both emotional and physical, can force a person's will to the surface and allow them to perform amazing feats even while on the verge of death. Roy Batty doesn't want to die a mindless, brutal animal. Minute 7 of the last 10 minutes of Roy Batty's life. Roy puts his head through a wall and continues to bait Deckard by spouting virtual nonsense words, but he's telling Deckard to play. He's telling Deckard that if he doesn't get it up, Roy's going to have to kill him. Why does he say all of this? Well, once again, Roy is trying to rise above his madness and base instincts. Everything within him is screaming to kill Deckard before he dies, but Roy feels something deeper within him, and he needs Deckard to run and to play, so Roy has time to make peace with and rise above that inner animal. And Roy continues to toy with Deckard throughout minute six, but notice this one moment where Roy puts his head out into the rain. And what does rain represent? Maybe it's a metaphor for uh, purification, starting anew. Uh, yes, that's absolutely correct. It's also representative of apotheosis. In hero's journey terms, this is the recognition of the divinity of oneself. 
But notice that Roy only has a very, very brief moment in the rain. It's a light drizzling over the top of his head, over his mind. I think that's significant in and of itself. And then there's this crack of thunder that sounds very much like a lion's roar. And Roy is off once again to battle with that inner animal. Now we see nothing of Roy during minute five, but he appears again in minute four, and this time fully in the rain, and this time he's also holding something, a dove. Roy has touched his deep emotions. Roy has come to terms with the end of his existence. Roy has made peace with his inner animal. Roy has developed a goddamn soul. Minute three of the last 10 minutes of Roy Batty's life. Deckard, who has tried to leap a chasm between buildings to escape from Roy, dangles precariously from a steel beam. Roy watches him struggle, takes a moment to decide, and then makes the leap between buildings with ease. Those of us who have battled our inner demons and won don't make leaps of faith. We know we're strong enough to make it. Minute two of the last ten minutes of Roy Batty's life. Roy has already come a long way on his hero's journey. That leap between buildings was, in fact, the crossing of the return threshold. Most heroes take a trilogy of movies to make it this far. Roy doesn't have much time left, but he takes a few of those ticking seconds to bring back the ultimate boon or the elixir of life, and teach Deckard one final lesson. Quite an experience to live in fear, isn't it? That's what it is to be a slave. Uh, I think we can all learn a lesson from those words today. Whether you're afraid of coronavirus or government control, or of losing your business, your job, your house, or whatever it may be, fear makes you a slave. Deckard falls, still believing that Roy intends to kill him, and is shocked when Roy catches him and hauls him to the roof instead. You see, all this time, I think Roy Batty, even through his massive internal battle, wanted somebody to see him and understand him and to witness his existence and his death. Ultimately, isn't that what we all want? Minute one of the last ten minutes of Roy Batty's life. This is Roy's final minute of physical life, and he tells Deckard some of the wonders he's seen, and he proclaims, All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears in rain. Time to die. And with his final breath, Roy Batty's soul flies free. Fear of dying made Roy Batty a replicant slave to his anger and hatred. Acceptance of dying, acceptance that we are all tears and rain, made Roy Batty an enlightened human being. And there we have it, my dear watchers and listeners, my interpretation of the most important 10 minutes of the 1982 film Blade Runner. I've been your host, Mark. This has been another Deeper Meaning of Movies episode of Think Spiritual, and I know that if you open yourself up to your own deep emotions, that you will transform yourself from slave to human, which will allow you to live a full and fearless existence and bring great change to your world. Goddess blessings upon you. You have all the weapons and knowledge you need within you, and I will see you on the next episode of Think Spiritual.